It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta, and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 24. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, patch 3.07, letter from the producer 61, the rising event, Final Fantasy XIV was at PAX Prime 2015, the final chapter in the Tales from the Dragon Song War, and the Gather Together Last Days of Summer contest is ending soon. But first, let's shoot the shit. What did we do this week? Ruby, I'm going to start with you. Hey, hey. Um, it was a almost uneventful week. I think I've gotten to the point where I feel like I've done a lot of stuff and I'm just kind of coasting right now. There's a, a lot of hype for some other games and stuff, so kind of on chill mode. I, I managed to get the events done, so I took care of the Moonfire Fair, which I took my sweet time doing, but it was fine. Somebody, I think it was Millie, gave me a bunch of fried haddock or whatever it was that you turned in, and I just kind of kind of turned them all in and just got my swimsuits and said, I'm done. <laughs> so that, that was fine. And then I did the amazing event, The Rising, that we're going to oh, talk yeah. about soon. So I'm super excited to talk more about that because that there was a tear in my eye that was beautiful. Um, in the world of battle, I bought my esoteric pants. Nothing great there. Still need to cap. Cough, cough after this. Um, so we'll work on that. Um, did a little bit of Disciple of the Land. Got Alchemist to 52, but nothing hardcore. And, um, you know, watch the PAX stream. Uh, you know, try to get in as much info from PAX. And, you know, the waves of nostalgia hit me because, girls, it was, it was two years ago during PAX that I, I met Dear Cinna, and we, we started so awesome. our relationship. No, in fact, it was I, I was uh, working with Sequence Break at the time. I was up there for fun and for you know try to get a, an interview with Yoshida, or at least talk and do some stuff and get some more information um, at that time for the podcast. And I'm standing in line, and I saw Cinna from a distance, and um, I can we just made contact or something through Twitter, and it was like I'd like to meet you, whatever. Anyway. The story goes, I broke in line to get the signature from Yoshida by talking to Cinna. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> just trying to, you know, smooth, kind of get my little smooth talking in there and all that and break in line so I could get Yoshida's autograph before everybody else. And it blossomed into a beautiful relationship. So I love you, Cinna. Thank you for two years of dealing with me. And it's uh, it's been a fun two years. So PAX has special memories. Final Fantasy has special memories for me. Um, it's been great. So that was congratulations. Thank you, guys. you, thank you, thank you. It's uh, that's been pretty much my week, other than the just crazy amounts of tweets and buzz and hype for Metal Gear, which is starting to take over my life. So I might have to fade into the distance for a little bit and play some MGS Five before I come back and sink my teeth back into Final Fantasy 14. Now now is the time to do it though. We're I'm telling you. A quiet time, so yeah. Yeah. What about you, Yelta? I I I did not do nearly as much as you. I did the seasonal quests both the uh the Moonfire Fair and the Rising. I did that on several characters. I don't know why, but I've got it in my head. So I've got this character Mal Loop who became a Hazel Stone in 2.0. He, he turned into a girl and got, you know, boobs. That happens. And, and you know, Maloop, I had done every single seasonal uh, event in 1.0 with him. So he, you know, she's got the legacy tattoo. She's got, you know, everything. This is an old character. 
So I keep trying to keep her up on that. Well, mind you, now I missed Maloop's actual character. So I created another oh. Maloop, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> got him high enough so he could actually do some of these quests too. So I've got these alts. So I was doing, I was really, really crafting up a storm. By the way, in case you didn't know, you can craft much faster if you have a controller, I feel like. I'm just going to put it out. I believe that makes it. Sense. That makes sense. <laughs> So I had I had, I crashed with a, a controller. You can turn them in faster if your controller has a turbo button. Ooh. You have words of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I must have crafted three, at least at least three stacks of that fish and turned it in on like four different characters. So they all have some suits. And one of my new characters I created in 3.0, she actually has like all the you know because they they were only selling last year's stuff in the shop, right? Mm-hmm. But the years before, where which was like the sandals and some of the other yukatas, those were available from the same NPC that gave you this year's stuff. Oh, yeah. So yes. I actually, yep. had, you know, I got a bunch of fair tokens and bought all that stuff. And I have lots and lots of chimes. I put one in my room. I did actually work in my room. That is one thing I did in this last week. I did work in my free company house room because it, it did look like a storage it's room. It's been noticed. Oh. Cinna said something about it. Oh. <laughs> I want to go see it's, it's not that awesome, and I still have more to do. But uh, when I got um, eternally bonded, I got this giant, that giant Gradanian bed, right? Mm-hmm. It's enormous. Wait, was that a wedding gift? Archie gave it to me, yeah. Oh, what for? So I had this... Because he's one of my oldest friends. No, in the game. I mean, what's the bed for oh. on your wedding night? <laughs> oh my god! Oh no, no, you don't. No, we love you know, Archie, but I. No, what's we figured out what the bed was for. Giggity. It's for taking pictures of Lala girl, Lalafell girls in their pajamas. In her pajamas. Oh my god, it was so cute. We have and some we- <laughs> adorable pictures of that. Yeah. Well, there have been a couple times where I've walked into my room and there's Ulf laying on my bed. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. It's cute though because it is a double bed and it has two pillows and it lets you both lay in there. It's nice. So cute. So, but anyway, I did work on that. I, and then honestly, I've been playing other games. I've been playing Ark, where you know you get to, you know, gather things, build things, and get eaten by dinosaurs. <laughs> and uh, we've been uh, reinvigorated on our my Minecraft server, Kareem and I, and our mom, and you know, one night, one day, like my kids and everybody, nephew. We were all on there. So we've been playing some of that. I did log back in. Pathfinder Online became a subscription base, and it's not quite a game yet. Oh, no. <laughs> it's subscription uh, base? When did that happen? I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I kickstarted that thing forever ago. In fact, I got a pack for you, too. So we were like, yeah. all right, Pathfinder, right? We both love Pathfinder. And it's, it's not quite a game yet. So... I don't want to dissuade anyone from trying it, but you might want to. It's it's really not a fun game yet. It might get there eventually. But anyway, yes, mostly a lot of other games. But I think Kariri had a decent week too, didn't you? What'd you do? Well, I did. I did exactly two things in the <laughs> game, aside from send off my retainers and you know train my chocobo and buy cactpot tickets. Um, the two things I did were exactly what you guys did, the Moonfire Fair and the Rising, which were fabulous, and we'll definitely talk about those some more later. Um, so that's my bad news. Those are the only things I got to do, and I have not done a single dungeon. The lag was too awful, and it just made me want to throw things at my beautiful brand-new computer, whose fault it is not. 
Um, but the good news is my internet is fixed and I can play again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. oh, that's infuriating. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was just at my wits end. It was awful. But, yeah, no, it's it's all fixed and I'm doing pretty good and I'm able to run pretty good. And so, yeah, I can play again. But while I was down, for some reason, I didn't get disconnected as easily from Minecraft as I was from Final Fantasy. So, and it didn't freeze up and lag as bad as Final Fantasy for some reason. So I actually, that's why I'd been playing so much Minecraft lately is it wasn't as rage inducing to play. Um, so yeah, I'd been on there with my mom and Yelta and my son and my nephews and niece and it's been a really great time. It's been a lot of fun and filling in the lull in the between big patches. So I'm pretty psyched to get back to it. And I need to, I need to get some tombstones again, man. I have not, I still don't even have my esoterics body. Oh, you scrub. I know. Well, see, I did, I did it in the wrong order though. You know, I bought the weapon and then I bought a ring and then I've been saving up for the body. So, so yeah, I'll get there pretty quick here. So, um, but mostly, mostly I'm back on track, hopefully. So um, that's my week. All right. The first round is news. The big news, of course, is patch 3.07. They gave us some lovely patch notes. I'm not going to read everything. I think most notable was Astrologian got a buff. Oh, did oh, they? You know, I, think I, I can't even fit all the buff on my screen at once. They're, they, I. It sounds like it's almost almost overkill, but... It's white mage Yeah, worthy. it's it's. Uh, we're not going to go over the details, but my goodness, potency, potency, potency increased. You know, uh, it's just you know re- reduced recast well, times, which they needed a buff, but damn. Oh, big time! But let's let's remember what they asked us. They said, "Well, you know, let's f- give us your feedback, and we're either going to." possibly buff their heels or we're going to fix you know some things about the duration of their um their buffs well they did both oh yeah they gave them and both. in a big way not in just little ways well, everything like doubling doubling durations right oh well, yeah, yeah some of them or like yeah well even like sinistry it's now it went from 120 second recast to 90 second you know, um, celestial opposition, 150 to 120 seconds. Um, you know, just lots of lots of stuff where the potency increased or the recast timer decreased, or you know, just lots and lots of buffs in many many different ways. And don't let's let's not gloss over Sinistry because Sinistry got an incredible Huge. buff here, I believe. Yeah. Um, I will read that one. An effect has been added that increases the caster's healing potency by 20% for 20 seconds. The party member under the effect of Sinistry will now recover HP when any other party member is targeted with a healing spell. Furthermore, the amount of HP recovered has been reduced from 50% to 40%, but then they got the recast time reduced from 120 to 90 and this is showing some crazy numbers out there that people are really sinistry has so much more to offer now with this this is really given astrologian a huge buff um but not only that the other potency increases the first thing i heard on twitter after this was well we know who's impossible to kill in pvp now (laughs) yeah i could see that yeah 
Yeah, and disables a huge one too. They lowered the recast on on that one or the the duration, but um, disable is always a good one. They've really got a lot of good abilities that were just just lacking in just a little ways. And I never, I know there were some astrologians that that complained and they had some issues, maybe with some of the very very end game content. But I. You know, local astrologians, astrologians I know, weren't really complaining. They were like, wow, we really got souped up, and I don't know if we needed all of that. I, I heard several people echo, we needed a buff, but we didn't need all that. And they're almost, like, hurt that, okay, people think we, we didn't suck, suck bad. that bad. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? That's kinda, <laughs> That's totally... I feel like the astrologians were getting defensive, like, man, I, I didn't have that much trouble healing, guys. <laughs> Yeah, the other one that got got a good buff was um, Monk. Um, they again with the Grease Lightning. If you look at all three Grease Lightnings, all three of them, the uh, damage bonus increased. Um, one, it went up one percent. Two, it went up two percent. Three, it went up three percent. They all switched from twelve seconds to fourteen second duration, and um, they all increased the PV the duration in PVP from 24 seconds to 28 seconds so they made it a lot easier for monks to keep their damages in the downtime so that yeah. that's pretty cool and not that many people play monk i don't think you know if you look at the numbers and stuff it, it's i think i think that's a big part of it is because you have to keep building back up to that so and you lose it if there's any sort of lull in the fight so hopefully that'll help keep their damage up as well i'm just thinking about them in pvp i you know you knock down a target then you have to run and chase down the next target i can see your stacks just Over completely and, falling off yeah. and then you're worthless by the time you get to the target mm -hmm. and you're just a punching bag for sure well, and i had also heard i think that that, that the dark i don't know if it was blood weapon that that buff was uh useful i don't really understand it because i don't play dark knight but I... Now applies an effect that reduces the TP cost of a weapon skill by 20%. That that can be huge if you're having TP yeah. issues. I know Dark Knight has had some TP issues, so that's um that's pretty important. But now that we can see the TP bars, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. we should be able to uh to throw some buffs out, shouldn't we? Should be able to bards, machinists. I, I heard, I heard they already fail. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they did just adjust a couple PvP actions. I think Axe Kick, so the duration of Grease Lightning will be increased from 24 to 28 seconds. I, are those four seconds that important? I don't know. Um, I guess once again, if you're having to chase down a target, that four seconds can feel like an eternity if your stacks drop off. Mm -hmm. uh, Purify, which I use a fuck ton, uh, recast was uh, reduced from 180 to 120 seconds. So and, That's a nice uh, little change. Well, and the trait makes it down to 90 seconds, so that's good, too. Mm. Uh, the, the, the PvP, uh, the difference, the distance from a bard or machinist from their target will, the damage penalty induced, incurred, due to the distance of a bard and machinist from their target will be reduced when using Wanderer's Minuet or Guy's Barrel, which I'm sure people are crying about. It's PvP. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't have cleric stance in PvP, so <laughs> I know. 
the next one, let's go to items. The effect of favors yeah. has been adjusted as follows. I'm going to read this. The duration of favors has been reduced from 15 minutes to 5 minutes. The rate at which concealed gathering points appeared has been increased by 300%. Now, mind you, there were like 80 pages of math on how to calculate how many <laughs> the official forums. God bless you. Um, I, from what I'm hearing from the majority of gatherers is they're getting roughly the same or some of them quite a few more per favor. So I guess I'm hoping that's a good thing. They're up working as intended. I, that, I yeah. Don't know. There's, there's a couple of people saying they're not getting enough. And I'm like, I, your sample size I'm sitting is here too, thinking, I don't know. What's what's 300% times zero because some people were getting zero on what they were getting before. So there's probably still a huge RNG factor here with it. But the um, I don't get really the duration of favors has been reduced from 15 minutes to five minutes. That to me, it's like that's a little bit of insult to injury on that. It's like they already had an issue where enough weren't popping. So we're going to increase it by I guess threefold or whatever, but at the same time, we're going to, we're going to cut it by a third, the time that you've got, I don't know. That See, just doesn't, it, but the people who um, still doesn't the people equate who are describing it on forums and different forums and whatnot. People I've talked to, it sounds like you only have to, cause you really have to concentrate. You really have to focus before you had to like completely 15 minutes. You could not fuck up now. Five minutes. You can't fuck up, but in 15 minutes, you could literally get nothing. And in five minutes, you more than likely are going to get some. So it sounds well, like... It's, that's yeah, something, so. then. That's good. Now, I, I've i heard if you like DC or something, then you're fucked. Well, that yeah. makes sense. But, yeah. but, but you were almost completely fucked in 15 minutes anyway, I guess. I don't know. I still don't know if one red script... not It's not one red script. It's Is 50 red scripts worth five minutes on this I'd love to know. Somebody somebody tell me. Send us and an email. I, Send me a tweet. I have something. no experience with it, but I cannot even imagine that it's worth it. I just, considering that that's, again, as we've talked about, where you get all that gear, right, is from the red scripts. Right. Once again, there was one week since launch that I did not cap fully red scripts. I was short by nine. That has kicked me back one week from getting the body piece. Like I got to wait till Thursday so I can get nine red scripts less than one turn in so I can get the body. So you see kind of it's really important that you cap your red scripts for one and it's important you're using them for the right reasons. I still have many weeks until I feel comfortable using red scripts. That's if I don't switch to monk next mm -hmm. and decide I want to work on my monk. I'm uh, not monk. monk. I'm sorry. My minor. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not no. no. Now that Grease Lightning is buffed, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm switch to monks monk. all the time. Are you gonna yeah, smack the rocks with you your go. fists? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, yeah, I, I hear it. It seems like it's a really good thing for people who have already gotten the equipment they need. Yeah, it kind of goes but, back to a couple of shows ago, though, where we were like, if you if you maybe released this part of it later, it would make more sense to us. You know and what I can mean? anyone even possibly have all the equipment they need, even if you only specialize in one thing? It, Ruby, how many pieces of equipment do you have left for that one job? I, I still have the body and I still have the tool, and I'm not sure if the offhand's include. I don't think so. I think usually the offhand is just a bot or high Q. But you could go the other route. You could have just bought the high Q, uh, the high Q, the HQ crafted, crafted set. True. 
and be done with this and say, to hell with the red script gear. I'm just, you know, a few points shy. It's not that big of a deal for going what I'm going for. Then I can see you maybe spending red scripts on this. But at the same time, it still seems like a lot for too little. I don't know. I could be completely wrong. These people could be the, making the most money in the game, killing it in Gil. I don't have the data. If we have any favor people that are listening, let us know how this works for you. This is like three weeks I've talked about this. I need to do some damn research. <laughs> I might have to get on some websites and come back to you with this. I am very happy about the next one. The following items can now be obtained via Retainer Fishing Ventures, and it's Blue Car Shrimp, uh, Rock Mussel, Mog Palm, Sweetfish, Blue Car... Blue cloud coral. What's important about this is before this point, almost nothing after 50 that you could send your fishing retainer out for was something used for something. It was all junk fish. Oh, gross. Uh, but yeah. now, but now, mog palm, sweet fish, and blue cloud coral for sure, I know, are used in recipes. And that that's that's a really good thing. That was driving me completely nuts actually i'm like ah, oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna you know send my retainer out for you know not the 18 hour because you know sometimes you don't send them out for 18 hours sometimes sometimes you send them out for one hour there was nothing after level 50 worth sending them out for and this gives you something to actually to send them for so that's i think that's good mog palm i don't remember i think that was an alchemy recipe sweet fish i know is used by culinarian Oh, yeah. yeah. Sweetfish is used by Culinarian, and I want to say something else, but Sweetfish is a uh, blue script turn-in, I believe. Oh, cool. Something, or it at least is a leave turn-in for experience on that, but I really think it's a well, blue, blue script, script turn-in. blue script would be a collectible, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, it's, but I think you can get... You yeah, you can't do a collectible this way, but that, there's some other stuff for it. This is great because for my retainer... I don't have a fisher, um, but my, my retainer, I usually do the hour thing from for hunting because there's so many items that you need for crafting that sometimes it's really hard to farm. I The drop rates on some of these seem abysmal at times. Like I've tried to go for yak's milk and I've had good days and bad days, um, different types of skin for leather, good days and bad days. And sometimes it's just damn frustrating to get out there and to fight seven mobs in a row that drop nothing or at least not the thing you want. So you go, well, hell, if I can send my retainer out and get something, that's great. Well, I can do that on everything but not fish. Now, I, I know I don't have a fisher, so I can't take this up. But to know that a fisher retainer could not bring something to the table that was valuable after 50, that's damn annoying. It, it I'm, annoying. I'm glad for this. It's very annoying. It's still, it's pretty small, but I, I don't think it's unbalanced. You know, it's... Uh, my fighting and magic people, people retainers can bring back all these skins that like you were saying are um you know hard you know you could farm them but not at a good rate so my retainer can go out and bring them back 100 percent, and plus you might get some high qualities you did not have that with fishermen where you did with you know miner and botanist you could bring back something that i could use to craft into something else so this is great yep uh the other fishing one which is the rate in which battle galley can be caught when using brute leech has been adjusted. I have no idea what that means because I've never sent them out. I've never used one. Uh, they did rename a couple of ninja items, ninja teko to koga teko, ninja teko. No, they changed. They added a k to teko on both. They changed ninja t e k o to ninja t e k k o, and they changed koga 
T-E-K-O yep. to Coca T-E-K-K-O. That, that, that was worth putting in the notes. <laughs> uh, okay, system. Some ninja was Some ninja upset. was cranky. The party list has been adjusted. The players can now see the TP bar, but it has no numbers. That also, your own TP bar on your personal thing does not have the numbers, which is making people crabby, but I'm like, it's always 100 guys. And to reduce the system load, because apparently it breaks the game to put the TP bar on the party menu, uh, the party bonuses, you know, that thing on the top of the screen where it said, I, I have a black mage with, so I get an int bonus or whatever. That is now in the party members tab under the party in the main menu. So I'm actually okay with that. I never felt a need to see that really. No, me neither. It's just the idea that they had to, it was a trade-off. Really. Oh yeah, that's just silly, but. Um, yeah, that's, I, I, I don't worries get that at me all. about the future. What kind of resources? Yeah, like what, what, how is the, we had 1.0 that was just, eh, with the resources and how many polygons and all that stuff. Really, the UI is still an issue here where we have to, we, oh, we're going to take away the map so you guys can have this. Like, what? Like, I know that's not happening, but still, uh, it's, I know, it's, it's, it's the fact you have to make that kind of trade-off seriously. What, I, I keep thinking of Final Fantasy XI and like PS2 limitations, but. But no, it's not even it, I guess. I don't know. It's a little bit bewildering. They also addressed a whole bunch of issues. I don't know. Let me see. I would have liked to see a couple of these issues. For instance, an issue wherein certain female aura hairstyles would disappear under certain conditions. Oh, I saw that one. It's, oh, it, did it, you really? It, well, not personally, but it was all over Twitter. They would like post uh, bald aura. Females, yeah, nice. funny. It's a little odd. Yeah, well, and this one would have made me crabby. The one where the uh, gather red gather and crafter scripts did not reset on reset day. Uh, Gross. Yep, I'd be upset. I would have been crabby. All right, that's probably enough of that. Let's see. We have a letter from the producer sixty one. Uh, it was. Short. I can't believe they're up that. I know sixty one. I'm like, wow. I was like, wasn't it like 50 something recently? <laughs> like, I, I honestly looked up the Roman numeral thinking that's not 61. It looks like 61. That's not 61. It's, it's 61. 61. No one can say our producer does not talk to us. This is true. There's many things you can say, but that would not be one of them. <laughs> um, he kind of waxes nostalgic about how, you know, the game has been around for a while and they owe it all to us that they, you know, were able to take 1.0 and make it awesome. And that will be a thread echoed later. And they talk about it's been two months since the launch of Heavensward. And about one month since they added uh, Savage Alexander. And two companies just to have cleared all four of them. The first to claim victory, of course, was Elysium. And that was on August 24th at 9.08 a.m. JST. And only 14 hours later... Uh, how you say it, Lucrecia mm -hmm. also cleared it. So congratulations, you guys. That's awesome. We can't Amazing. get past Faust, but <laughs> oh, we haven't we tried that we much. Haven't, but we haven't yeah. really tried. It's Kariri's not having the SO body, uh, clearly. Obviously. And she admitted it. I'll, I'll take one for the team on this. It's, it's all me. It's probably your white mage. He sucks. <laughs> not being able to see the mobs because of her internet was Perhaps that might have something to do with it. Oh my god, that was awful. Okay. Well, when when your healers are tanking, it's not a problem at all. No, 
but I was so proud of everybody that no one's like, Kariri, what are you doing? No one gave me any shit, and they were so nice about it. It, I just, it was awful. It was so awful, and I'm just sitting there trying not to like have a nervous breakdown because I'm so upset that I can't do my job because it's serious business, you know. (laughs) Oh, I remember. I remember turn seven with lag. That was that was exciting for me. Oh, you and the statues, or that was the summoner trying to make. Oh, you you were kiting the Renaud. Thank you. Yeah, pre nerf. When it mattered. <laughs> okay, uh, they were concerned about the level of difficulty, especially the third and fourth areas. But these top-notch free companies showed our battle team they were up to the challenge. In their rush to be the first, both free companies demonstrated exceptional teamwork and individual skill. And Yoshi P would like to congratulate them on their accomplishments. <laughs> he said he watched the Elysium Clear video, and when they cried out at the end, it was amazing. I can understand that because every time we clear anything, we're all like, yes! Oh, yeah, the screaming is real. And he says, as you know, for 3.0 raids, we've implemented both a normal and a savage version. They plan on continuing designing it uh, while playing, designing raids while paying close attention to our feedback so that as many players as possible can experience this content. Uh, He also says the Rising kicked off today. This was a few days ago. Uh, The Rising has something of an old-school Final Fantasy feel to it, and you might find it a little different from the seasonal events we've had so far. I hope you all enjoy it. (laughs) This next comment tickled me. There was some talk about whether or not we should make certain NPCs attackable. (laughs) I want that that to be next year, (laughs) where, like, the NPCs are, like, like, like fates with giant versions of the NPCs, and you have to defeat them. Be awesome. I... I bet he's talking about like Mr. G, <laughs> the creator of Second Coil. Oh my know, god, that Savage would be Coil. Yeah, I like Second Coil. <laughs> that was the fun one. It was. Uh, he wraps up with "Until next time at the 2015 Tokyo Game Show. See you soon." So that must be when we get. When is when is the 2015 Tokyo Game Show? Clearly, it's in 2015, okay. Yelta. So, so some, you can read this fall. <laughs> See, I hit you with a question. <laughs> no one researched. <laughs> Nope. It's uh, it's at next time. Next time. time. All right. uh, Last week we talked about our other seasonal event. So this time we're going to talk about the Rising. Now, okay, if you have not finished the Rising, it might be worth pausing us. You might want to just... Because there's... It's spoilery. It's fun, but spoilery. And, you know, I would have... I purposely logged in that morning and I was late for work on purpose. I'm like, they don't need me in that meeting (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to do this event because I knew I could not stay off the internet and hear other people's reactions to it. So us three have all done it on this recording. Yes. yes. And we are going to talk about it. So it'll take so, you a half hour. Go do it. But don't rush. Yeah. All right. It does end September 7th. So this you're probably if you're listening to this and it's not over yet, hurry up. Uh the the new area okay it starts out pretty standard right you were like oh no something is happening go fight this fate now I, I just want to make sure we made it perfectly clear here that we're about to talk spoilers about this event yeah and if you listen to this episode when we release it and you wait three more days you're gonna miss exactly. it completely so we we're gonna spoiler it for you right here and now so go do it and if you've done it great if you don't plan on doing it just listen up we're gonna tell you okay. about it. It does start out with uh, 
you you go talk to you you go talk to Alalafel in Olda, and she seemed vaguely familiar, but I wasn't placing her. I found out later that is the same Lalafell black mage that Yoshi P has used in other videos for like producer letters and yeah. stuff, right? Yep. So cool. Yeah. And you then go also talk to the wandering minstrel, and of course, as we all know, us from you know one point whatever, he's kind of Yoshi P in the game. And then they go send you off. Okay. Go to this fate and you come back and they're like, go talk to this musician and go talk to this. And I, I'm, I'm like making these connections, right? I'm like, but this is, mm. this is, okay, this is Soken. And this, I'm like, this is Fox or not Fox, Fernwells. Coach yeah, Fox, Fox, yeah. I'm like, oh man, I'm like, okay. And then, and then it happens. They, this kind of bust through the fourth wall completely and send us to the 18th floor. It was oh, fantastic. Yeah. It was. <laughs> I, I think you'll either love it or hate it. I, I, I quite liked it. I, I think it really depends on your point of view when you get to it. If you don't mind the breaking of the fourth wall. I would think objectively when you enter the 18th floor, it's just a love letter to the fans saying, hey, here's our real faces. We want to say thank you. Maybe you've never been to a fan fest or seen us or been able to. It's a great... Here's an introduction to the people who are working on this game, and we really love working on this game, and we really love the fact that you guys love playing the game, so here's a big, fat, warm hug from us to you. That, I think, is the surface level, oh my gosh, I did the Rising event, I don't really know these guys, but this is cool, sort of takeaway. But if you have been a, a watcher and listener and been on the forums and given your feedback to Yoshida and you listen to the live letters and you read the letters from the producer and especially if you're a legacy player and a 1.0 player this will make you cry this is a tearjerker oh event. yeah there was tears <laughs> I just teared up reading about it so yeah that's that's a thing um yeah I I know that a lot of people don't enjoy breaking through the fourth wall but this is not an everyday in your face, you know, talking to the camera type thing. This is an annual thanks for letting us reboot the game and thanks for supporting us. And, you know, I, I really felt like it was well placed. It was and it's out of the way. It's not it's not it's not as blunt and abrupt and, you know, and, and their reasoning for it. Oh, it's kind of just a dream sort of thing, you know, or some sort of daydream or something. So, so, you know, they're, they're they explain it away in terms of the game, but I, I love that it's there. I really do. And I really enjoyed it. And there was some funny stuff up there too. Um, because, you know, just like in some of the towns, they have the little chat bubbles over their heads um, just some of the NPCs up there. Um, they have some unnamed people up there um, that just have say things all over the place. And some of them are talking about like, um, oh, two primals and a bomb and a this thing. And someone says something about breaking a Neuralink. And the other guy says, what's a Neuralink? And, you know, there's there's I heard you found new housing. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I laughed my butt <laughs> off. Yeah, one. no, there, there's so much great stuff up there. Yeah, and I think it was, and there was a lot, well, I don't even, you know, and just because, just because you saw the characters, the NPCs mention something, I don't really think that means something is confirmed. I, it, they were really talking about the things they've talked about in the last two years, you know, whatnot. 
you know, mm-hmm. one one of the ones that uh, you know, y- Yoshida's character Yoshi P in the game mentions Samurai and Red Mage, and they talk about where to go next, the sea, the moon, that kind of thing. Because you know, he was always saying that he was going to go either to the sea or to the skies for 3.0, and we went, of course, to the skies. And uh, and it was like a little apology to us about 1.0. Now, mind you, he didn't really have anything to do with 1.0. He's the one who, in like 1.18 and 1.23, made it a game that was actually pretty darn full fun, yes. right? Um, and I don't have the quote just right here in front of me, but it is almost, par- by paraphrasing it, it's pretty much the the world and he he said it like a parable it was like the world we lived in was full of avarice and pride and we let that overcome us and that's why the world had to end that's why the moon fell on us and it had to fall on us because we deserved it and because of that through the ashes rose a dedicated group of adventurers that said they would stick by this world and has made this dying star into the living star that it is today. And that is really what happened. Yoshida formulated, fabricated, he used the lore of Dalamud to pull the moon into Hydaelyn to destroy Eorzea. He had to. Yoshida had to destroy Eorzea to rebuild Eorzea from its foundations, and make it what it is today. Yet those of us that stuck with it, we knew the lore, we stuck with it. Um, Koji Fox is amazing. He kept the lore going. He he used that lore that from the 1.0 world and wove it into 2.0. And it's not a new Eorzea, but it is a new Eorzea. And that, that mesh of the old and the new, and from destruction to rebirth... Hell, that's what Phoenix is about, too. I, I know that's not in here, but that's partly Phoenix in the 1.0 story and everything that has to do with this. It's all rebirth. It's all... It's just renewal and newness, and that's, I really believe, is what Yoshida's message... I personally didn't take it as an apology. Everybody says, oh, man, every time... Yoshida's always apologized for 1.0. Yoshida doesn't have to apologize for nope. shit. Yoshida didn't make 1.0. He's talking... That's Tanaka. You want somebody to apologize, have Tanaka, but they asked Tanaka, and Tanaka refused to apologize. So, Yoshida's message isn't an apology to me. It's it's a statement of fact. This is what had to happen for us to rise from the ashes, and because of you, the adventurers, we stuck with it. You gave us the energy energy to go on. Your feedback and your praise and your your comments and everything gave us the energy to to rebuild this world. That's why it's a, it's just a huge love letter. And all the little stuff, the teases and everything from the chat bubbles, that's to feed back to us. You've been good to us. Let's feed you a little more to see see what you'd say about what what may be coming in in upcoming patches. I kind of think it. they're like gauging how excited we are about different things and that maybe that might have something to do with what they decide to do. I you know, maybe what they decide to do next. Totally. I, I believe it. So what did, what did y'all think about like some of the, the messages that were out there? There were some really cute ones. There was a riddle that, um, well, there was a couple riddles, uh, the white and black thing. Did you guys see mm-hmm. that chat bubble? Yep. It's like, what's after white and black? Red, and no somebody blue. was hinting to me. 
yeah, uh, our, our good friend Dex was like hinting in our line chat about that stuff. And it was just like, what is he talking about? I honestly thought he was talking about Phoenix because of the, the way the fight is. You've got the, the red, the white things and the black things that had to explode. And then you had the red buff and the blue buff. And I was like, okay, well maybe Phoenix is in this somehow, but no, no, no. What's after white mage and black yep. mage, red mage. No blue mage. No red mage. Oh, yeah. No it's blue mage. Cute. It was really it's cute. It's adorable. You guys mentioned the housing. What'd y'all feel about that one? That I, was. I cute. think they know we're not happy. I, I like that <laughs> they they acknowledged it. That that's that's what I think a lot of this was too was acknowledging stuff that they're not talking about because of many different reasons. Well, either you know gauging levels of things like Yelta said, or you know with the red versus blue, or you know sea versus moon, or samurai and red meat. You know all of the little things that they mention up there. I think Yelta's got it spot on with with that they're gauging excitement or interest, or with the housing one, gauge, gauging how amused we are by this or how upset we still are that this is not funny. You know? By the way, I'm still upset, but I found it funny. <laughs> I, I was just going to say that. I'm like, I am still seriously pissed about it, but still laughed at it for but sure. He says that he says that in his dialogue, exactly. there's points where we we have joy and we we're happy together. And there's points where you're upset and I'm frustrated, but we still make this game together. Still... He says yes. that. This is the breaking the fourth wall in the right way. These produce Yoshida doesn't need our applause. He didn't break the fourth wall so he can say, hey, look at me. I'm Yoshida. I'm the guy that made this game. This is a love letter. And from Soken and from Koji Fox and Mr. G and all these others. Heck, they even threw our nice little um, English reps in there. Did mm -hmm. they not? Did oh, you yeah, guys yeah. see that sure riddle? Did. Yep. And uh, I think uh, Matt Bayon actually tweeted, and this one's mine or whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah. Yep, I figured that one out. <laughs> yeah, what was it like? What what evil could bring a behemoth, a bomb, and two primals I together? Know, it was so good. I thought it was. Good. And it's that's their that's their avatars from the yep. forums. So that's great. And then my favorite because I still this is still my dark horse for who's coming in in oh, later yeah. three point patches. Oh, yeah. Where is my clockwork doom train? Mm -hmm. I squinted mm. when I read that. I really well, did. When people, when just you know, and people were talking about how that must mean it's a primal, but I say no. I kind of agree with some other people who are like, um, but primals have never dropped their own minions before or their own oh. toys before. Now they they could completely, they could completely you know go around that. There are some people who think that uh, the Doom Train, uh, you know, minion will drop out of like Void Arc or something, uh, but they oh. but they have hinted about. A train forever and since two point right? with the train tracks yes. in Olga, yeah, yeah. for we're, sure. I think we'll, I think we're gonna get it someday. I just don't know if they figured out how to. I think maybe they just want it to be really good. I, I really don't know. I adore that you know, and fight. Some... It's still one of the most memorable, most you know, classic Final Fantasy things. Some, some quote unquote primals that we would like previous summons from final fantasy games like diablos and um siren are just bosses and at the end of some dungeons a sad, so, but honestly you know they've taken other you can't have them all but on the other hand you can because okay so siren was just some watery tart in you know 
whatever. Whatever. If I were serious, there's no reason she couldn't also be a summon. There's not. I mean, and anyone can be a damn summon in 14. Go look at the lore. Yeah. Hold it. Hold enough crystals and wish really hard, and you can. You 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 too summon anybody back. Extreme. Yes. You too can summon your own primal. Yeah. I mean, what was his name? Gilgamesh's buddy, uh, I could do, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, so there's there's no reason you, they couldn't do it. But anyway, um, there was a lot of hints. There was, you know, the, the internet, I'm so glad I did it before work because the internet was a fire all day that day. And so many theories, so many thoughts, so many people who are like confirmed, this is confirmed and that's confirmed. And it really reinvigorated discussions on the forum about, well, how would they do Red Mage? Would it be a refresh bitch like in 11 or would it be? God, I hope no. not. I, I, somebody's like Red Mage for tank. And I'm like, no, I want it to be a melee DPS uh. with like a little sword. A magic melee yes. DPS is what so we anyway, need. Yeah. So there, it, it really made people very excited. Maybe not excited enough to log in every day, but it made people excited that, you know, <laughs> well, you know, 3.0 is kind of worn off of us. 3. Point, you know, it's other making than us think about the future of the game again, because I think good, that yeah. I think that's why our lull is so big right now is that we were so excited for so long. And now we're we're we we got we got our satisfaction in finishing the storyline and we got our you know we got our jobs to 60 and we've rammed our head against alexander and we've you know we've gotten to the esoterics you know and and now we're at that lull that it's like well what now well this is a little tidbit of here's what now or what later you know so, oh, yeah. so it's it's ooh, what's happening in the future again because do you remember how excited we were for how long about, oh, my God, what's going to be in 3.0? He just made uh-huh. us. He just gave us the first little inkling of, oh, my God, what's going to be in 4.0? And that's huge because we love to theorize. Well, and even before that, what's going to be in 3.1? What's going to be in 3.2? We, we have oh, so, sure. you know, we, you know, long term, yes, we're interested in if we go to the moon or if we go underwater. I bet we'll go underwater. Even though they showed the moon, I bet that's already a part of the current story arc. But, um, you know, we 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 want to play this game for 12, 15 years. And I'm talking, you know, after the two years where it wasn't completely awesome. We're going to get there. And they're and they're planning it. They're they're well into planning 4.0. So hopefully, hopefully the ramping up or, or the rest of 3.0 will be awesome. Mind you, when are we ever getting a date? When are we getting a date on 3.1? Cause I don't know. There's Maybe they'll assuming... give it to us at the Tokyo game show, which PS <gasps> is September 19th. Oh, okay. <gasps> I went and looked. Somebody it there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They're having, it says business day on this 18th or 17th and 18th. And then the public day is on the 19th through the 20th. So, well, that was one event. I know there was another event that just happened. Final Fantasy XIV was at PAX Prime. And I'm going to turn this one over to Rubicon because I missed it. <laughs> so I watched it. Not live, of course, because I was working, I think, when this happened. I think uh, the PAX Prime stuff was on the... Well, PAX j- was, like, just ending, like, right now. PAX is, yep. PAX is ending. Um, but it, it, I think they cranked up on Friday. But the actual panel was on Saturday. And then they uh, continued into Sunday for some autographs and stuff. But, yeah. So, 
Final Fantasy fourteen was at PAX Prime. They held the Primal Battle Challenge, where attendees were able to face off against Ravana. Ooh, I think it was Ravana Hard. So, you know, not, not as a takeaway. It's not EX. I think we usually get something between story and hard whenever we get these thing at a, things at events. Okay. So it was, um, it was a challenge. And it's always a challenge to do those when you're sitting with people you've never played before. Yeah, you might have your bro with you or your girlfriend or whoever, people you've played with, a few of them. But, I, you know, Yelta can attest this. I, I've, I've done it. When you're playing with other people, the challenge ramps up. And then you've got people staring at you, you know, so... That's something. But they got to do that. They got to play Ravana. They got the I Beat Ravana t-shirts. We wanted one. Love those. They're really cute. cute. And they did the special panel. And the special panel featured localization lead Michael Christopher, Koji Fox, and sound director Masayoshi Soken. So it was Soken and Koji Fox. Koji Fox was actually on vacation. She, uh, he he was visiting family in uh, Portland, I think is where he's from originally, and flew up to um, to join them in Seattle to do this little lore panel, which was fantastic. Well, actually, the music panel. Okay. It was called Soken and Koji's Wild Ride. <laughs> we will get to the wild ride part momentarily. But they mainly talked about the making of the primal music in Final Fantasy fourteen and specifically for Hellsward. Wait, Heavensward? No. Hellsward. Oh my god. Because they called it Hellsward because working on Heavensward was hell. <laughs> Yoshida cracked the whip. I think at one part they said, um, oh it was uh, it was Bayonne that was doing it was the MC and he goes, uh no, it's okay. You guys can call it Hellsward. It's fine. Yoshida's sleeping. He won't. He won't hear you. And he said, "Yeah, the uh, the big boss of Hellsward uh, is named uh, 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 Yoshida." Oh my god! <laughs> so it's like, uh, so he must have been cracking the whip the whole time. But a really funny panel. They talked about in depth um, the different primals, including Alexander, that they did the music for. Koji started off talking about his work with Uematsu and how he worked on Dragon Song. And he went into this long deal about how he has been a Final Fantasy fan since one, listening to the music in one is such a nostalgia. Fa- you know, we all feel that here on the podcast. Sure. We're all old Final Fantasy mm-hmm. players. So, you know, in-game when we hear um, Matoya's theme, it's like, oh, Matoya, <laughs> you know, Final Fantasy one, oh my God. Um, that is the feels that Koji, he's a bro like us. He's a yep. fan. And so him working with Uematsu, where Uematsu hands him the song and says, okay, I need English lyrics about the dragon song, about the dragon war. And it just, he freaks, he's panicked. He said for two days, all he could write were, because he had the theme, the da-na-na-na-na-na-na. He kept saying, living in the land of the lost. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And he could not get that out of his head for like two to three days. And he says, I'm going to be fired. They're going to they're gonna send me to uh, doing translations of bugs and some other fixes <laughs> and something. I'm going to lose my entire job. My career is over. And he went back to how Answers was written. And Susan Calloway, of course, beautiful singer, is the voice 
in Heaven's Word and Dragon Song. He says that Susan is the voice of Heidelin in both of those songs, and that's the where he came from with writing the lyrics to Dragon Song. It's almost it's almost a continuation of answers sung by Heidelin saying, "Why do you people, my people of of Heidelin, my my planet?" still wage war? Why do you kill yourselves? Why do you continue to fight and question existence um, and not unify with each other? So that's why the lyrics are very sad to that. Um, and both Answers and Dragon Song are sung from the point of view of Heidel. Yep. So that was, a, that was a fantastic opening there. They brought Soken out. Soken goes into in-depth about Ravana, how popular it is in North America. We all like the... Do you all like the Ravana thing? I- I'm a fan. I like it, but it kind of. Thro- I don't know. I I it's find it jar. I think that might be it. I think it's for me. It doesn't feel like it suits the fight, but that's. I don't know what I ex- I don't know what would be better. I don't know how it doesn't suit, but it it's just. I love the song. I don't get me wrong. I just I love the music. It just doesn't seem like Ravana to me. Well, the cool part is, he really did think a lot about Ravana as as he wrote the music to this. As Sokin wrote it, he really wanted to incorporate the dancing and butterflies that come out into a waltz because he said the waltz was like a like a theme of battle, but he's still like there's still an elegance to him, yet it's it's a fight at the same time. So it's like a march slash waltz. And it's fighting yet dancing, and because he's just the god of war. And that's really how they took the direction to it, which was incredible. But originally, that song did not start off as Ravana's theme. The song he originally wrote for Ravana's theme ended up being our metal song for um for the for Alexander, the for AS for A4. Okay, this is crazy because because now that you've explained that, I first of all, I love the metal Alex Goblin song. I just I love I love the sound of it. But and and I could see how they would have had that for Ravana, but explaining the dancing and the butterflies and the waltz and the almost the elegance of the battle, that makes so much more sense to me now. I kind of get it, you know? That's so weird. Because the fight itself is a dance. For those who have not done Ravana or Ravana E, Ravana Hard's okay, but Ravana EX, you really have to do the dance. We kind of, the blue balls come out and we spin around him and then we, you know, we have to divide in our four corners and move a certain direction and go in. And like a lot of, a lot, a lot of scripted fights, it is like a dance, but this one in particular is very scripted. And this one doesn't feel crazy. I mean, the script is very... It is very waltz-like. It is very dance-like, but it's not like what turn is it with the giant three circles and stupid crap, oh, like twelve the, uh, or eleven or. It's it's the last one of the second coil. Is Isn't it the it, second no, coil? This, no, no, no. The second. You the know towers? which one I mean. The yeah. no, no, not the with the towers with the circles, um, the giant AOEs. So everyone has to shift, you know, right, left, right, or. Is it not circles, wedges, or something? Anyway. Oh, you're talking about nine? you're talking. You know about what I'm talking. Yes, eleven. 11. Thank you. Yeah. What? What? It, no, the giant AOE or conal directional AOEs. With the tethers. Yeah, with the tethers. Oh, I just fucking hate that mm-hmm. one. That's yeah. the least favorite yeah. one. Yeah. We all love tethers things, here. Right? Yeah. When when I think of dancing, I think of that one, and it makes me want to kill things. Well, well mo- most Ruby's likely the designers, but and left. Right? 
left and left, left. <laughs> and, and right. And, and I I love that because it, it's my stupid customer voice because I get that voice when when I talk to stupid customers, <laughs> but because you have to not get frustrated with them and explain things very slowly and very calmly and bring things down, you know, and and I love it. We we need that when it gets crazy, but yeah, I love. Um, it is very dancey, but not in that crazy frenzied way. Like you said, it's march and a waltz together. You know, there's there's this regimental part to it, but it's almost elegant. It's it's really neat. Well, the one mm-hmm. thing about that fight and also Ramo to me is they're both tests. They're not go kill Ifrit. He's destroying everything. Both of them feel more like I'm testing you. Are you worthy? You know what I mean? Yes. And, yeah, it's and, a I, feel. and, I, and to me, the music for those is is a little bit different. Oh That's yeah. Just, yeah. And Ravana's lyrics are different. Ravana, I'm sorry. Well, yes, yeah. Ravana, but also Ramu is is different. They have different it's a different type of lyric. It's not come kill me, stab me in the face. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not the Shiva lyrics, but still. Um it's it's very about the test and the worm and and how things can be uh, poisoned and deteriorated, but you have to look toward the dawn. It's that, that that's very almost inspirational lyrics in Ramu, and I can totally see that with Ravana. How the music <clears throat> the music dictates the fight, but the fight dictates the music. It's a shared it's a shared thing. It's it's like a, two snakes trying to chew each other's tail off. It's it's. There's a circle that goes with it. Okay, now I want to go back in Ravana because I think I'm pretty sure in the past ten minutes you've totally changed my mind about how I feel about that music. We, we might have to go. Do well, that don't thank me. <laughs> Thanks, Soakin. <laughs> Soakin rocks. <laughs> but uh, he, you know, when we're talking about this, as we're talking about this, if you go back and you listen to uh, metal for um, A4 or the other theme, you can kind of see that doesn't really fit for Ravana. And, you know, they wanted to make it fit originally, but Yoshida said, no, 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 we're going to use what you originally wrote for for Alexander, uh, even though uh, Koji had already wrote lyrics in Nath for it. And then he decided he was going to write it in Dragon because they were told, oh, no, we're going to sing it from a dragon's point of view or something. Now, he he had two different sets of lyrics for it before they completely had to scrap it, and he had to do English lyrics for the whole thing. And not only that, the singer they originally had for it, something happened with the scheduling. They had to pull a guy out of the localization team that they liked because he had a deep wharf from Star Trek The Next Generation-like voice. (laughs) And so they decided they would use him for the Ravana. So that's why Ravana has the deep tones in it. It's just some some dude from the localization team. So bravo, dude. That's kind of cool. Actually, I actually like that when I hear that, that that they used oh yeah here's here's our entire qa team is the chorus you know i don't know why yeah. but that's fun to me well like soaking running down the hall and going titan <laughs> that's where titan comes from you know so that was cool they moved on to bismarck bismarck was tough to write according to soaking he said he did 12 rewrites of the song before he was happy um his first attempt once again ended up becoming an Alexander boss fight, the normal boss fight. And he was he was describing it where um I, I'd have to listen to it to go, but 
the um the actual words he's sitting he's on the train he says he says he had no time and this is soaking now i'm not soaking but uh koji fox is talking about the lyrics and he's he's on the train trying to come up with lyrics because he doesn't have time at work and he starts going like something the beat goes on he's writing these lyrics but there's no music behind it and he sounded like it was that coffee house poetry like a beatnik like snapping their fingers (laughs) doing the lyrics and and it was it was a very funny example everybody laughed during it and so once again they were thwarted had to rewrite the song they made it for bismarck and things turned out good and then he just like went into how he got and this is koji fox again got all these crazy alexander lyrics there's this one lyric where he says like seven two three send two something, and like people in the forums were trying to figure out if there was like some kind of glitch to the Alexander uh, boss like, that they didn't yeah. know that were oh, yeah. secrets in the song for it and everything. And there's no secret; it's just <laughs> oh, a weird lyric. Great. There's a lot of weird lyrics in it because it's sang from from Goblin, and they do these Goblin lyrics to it. So it was it was very it's very wild. But the crowd got a totally awesome chance to sing metal with Sokin and with Koji Fox everybody got a mask that was in the audience and this is the wild ride part everybody this is where it becomes the wild ride everybody had a gobby mask and inside the gobby mask was the lyrics to metal and so they had to sing the chorus to metal Sokin busted out of his busted out his guitar Koji got a mic that was all distorted. He sounded like a goblin. <laughs> and they they sang Metal, Alexander Awakes. And it was awesome. They get a few re-sings, you know, to get the crowd amped up or whatever. I think even Joe Never Fails was in the front row. I don't know if anybody watched this, but you could see Joe Never Fails, like, in the front row with his hand way up in the air. And everybody's just, like, going wild singing this thing. And then Soken busted out the Final Fantasy fanfare at the end of it. It was totally cool. Oh my gosh. Really it's cool on YouTube event. Too. Okay, I need to all, make it to yeah, It's out there. All you have to do is type in metal slash Alexander Awakes and the first PAX Prime 2015, the videos pop right up. Oh, that's great. Sweet. Fantastic. So that was pretty much the panel they did talk about before the fall briefly because, you know, you got you to gotta sell the CD. It came out, uh, they think the 28th, it dropped. I think... Um, Maybe everybody here has it. I don't know. Kariri, do you, do you have it, it as nope. well? I got it for the minion. You got to get it. You got to get totally that Primogs minion. It. It's so cute. Oh, my God. Yeah, one of our one of our free company members, I think it was Spoonie, had it. And he was standing next to me, and I was just squealing. I actually was physically squealing sitting at my desk. No one could hear me. And it's adorable. I have to have it in my life. They're cute. So cute. Um, I thought it was vastly the... superior to the other soundtrack minions. They were... Um... I don't, I don't know why, but I, I thought it was much better than the other choice. Oh, agreed. For sure. It was music related. I, yeah. Yes, I well, agree. I'm still a fan. Moogle. I mean, come on. Yes. I'm still a fan of the wind up Dalamud because I just I just love the wind up Dalamud. But the Primogs are super cute. And Before the Fall is a really great soundtrack. It, it's got all those songs from 2.2. Through 2.55, there's a couple of extra songs. You have the Leviathan with the female lyrics that people, for some reason, don't like. I think it's I think it's okay. I think they made the better choice in the game by using the male lyrics for now, it. Now, okay, so I heard something on uh, MMO Champion or something. They're like, 
Oh, so so far every primal has matched the female voice singer in sex. Except for Ramu. And I said I was not checking under the beard. <laughs> you gotta get That's a closer true. look. Oh my goodness, yes. Oh, who cares? Do we really have to make it a gender issue with the who the <laughs> no. singer is versus yeah, who the primal it was, is? It was funny, though. Yeah. Do primals have genitalia? I, this is the questions for Koji let, Fox, let me, let's clearly. Let's dial them up right now. Um, let's go ahead and get a petition, get a petition. about um, we cannot see the genitalia of the primals, and this is a problem. Whatever. We can see, we can see boobs. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't play the game if we didn't. If, if, if Nofika didn't have the rack that she had, where would we be today, right? Um. So what about the secret password? I... The secret password. So every soundtrack has a hidden track on it. Um, in this one, should I release who, what the hidden tracks are? Should I say, release say, what the hidden tracks are? Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Uh, the Great Google Library is one of the tracks. And the other track is, I forget what it's titled. It's like Super Ultra Hyper Titan Battle. Which is the SNES <gasps> Titan oh, mock-up no, they like did? The 16-bit one. Yes. Oh my god! I need to pull oh, my. Shit. The 16-bit song. Yes, totally. The secret password is I I, and that is a great thank you. Soken actually told that to some people on the floor that got passed through a couple of people while while we talk. I will find out who sent that to me because that was of great help. I totally appreciate those that sent that to me. But yes, there was. Uh, there's a password on there. It is II. You want to put that in there, and you want to get that uh, those those hidden tracks off of it. It's great. I think it's like 64 songs on that on that CD. They so. do. They do give you a lot of value for your money on these. I've I've bought three of these now, and yeah, not only do you get the music, they're all Blu-rays, but you get like some really pretty like screens, and I don't know. It it just seems really really. There's a couple videos that were on it. There's one of the, um, a lady playing piano, and I forget what this is from, but she plays all of the themes from the cities and the the extra overworld type themes. I guess it's like what's on the Astral to Umbral album. Those songs that are not the primal songs oh, okay. from the primals, those are the songs that are played by this lady on piano. And then there is also a video. Of, oh, well, really, it's Astral to Umbral because there's a video of the Primals doing their all their stuff. And the Primals meaning um, Sokin's band that plays. We are the Primals. We play Primal songs. <laughs> I they love it. Primal ah. songs in rock, in rock guitar format. So, yes, those are also included on that disc. It's a, it's a great value. I agree. And that's really it. That was the whole panel. Like I said, they had the games, they had all that other stuff. So, you know, they they had a they had a good time. I think there was just a tweet that that went out that said, "Hey, the last teams are going for it, so cheer them on." And um, yeah, I think I think it was a success. Yoshida was not there though. So if anybody he, was uh, wondering, Yoshida was not there. Well, I I was never really led to believe he would be there. To be fair. Um, they they mentioned other people. I don't remember them ever mentioning Yoshida. Yep, yep, yep. So that's that's kind of the thing. Um, yeah, it was um, actually Fusion X helped me with that password. Um, so that's uh, Fusion X of um, Aetherite Radio um, and GamerEscape.com. So thank you to him who passed it along from um, 
Kyle Kaufman, um, who uh, got that from Sokin directly. Awesome. Who Sokin was telling telling who the telling people what the password was there at the event. So thanks guys for passing that along and for letting me pass that along to others listening to the podcast. All right. See, next up is Tales from the Dragon Song War, the fourth and last, I think, story is named for Coining Country. It really kind of talks about, you know, now spoilers if you haven't done it, but Nanamo didn't die. She she woke up eventually. And uh, it talks about, you know, the events that, you know, what went through her head and the events that followed shortly thereafter. So um, what, what did you guys think of that story? Um, I thought it put a little more polish on what really kind of I had the gripe about with oh, hey, I just woke up. Oh, hey, let's make everything go back to normal. It really helped me digest that a little better. And, you know, I I liked seeing... They actually gave... They rounded Nanamo off a little bit, I think. She she needed some... She despises that man, you know? And she's she's willing to take the money, and she's not going to be intimidated anymore, she says. And, yeah, she has personal feelings about stuff, but she has to use the resources she has at her disposal, as she says, for I mean, coin and country. You know, she's she's growing up. And Wasn't that the missing link yes. here? I, I, I guess for me the missing link was, what the hell did Nanamo think about all of this? I mean, honestly, we really didn't get a lot of input from her in the story. It was just like, oh, I got poisoned, I died. Oh, just kidding, I woke up, and then things were kind of back to normal. You really heard it from uh, Lalarito and the other Lalafell, and you heard it from Raban and the the Scion, uh, well, whoever else, and one of the Scions, but you know yeah, what I'm saying, like mechanism. from everybody else's she angle. She was a mechanism. She was just a mechanism. Story. Yeah. This story told it from her point yeah, of view. Yeah, and I, I like that she still had the emotions about it. You know, she was angry, and she was hurt, and she was frightened, and she was, you know, all of these things, and and she she recognizes that she made mistakes leaving Rauban out of stuff, and and that even though she can't stand Lollarito, you know, she will take the resources from him and make old a uh, better place. You know that that she's it it really as you said it really really does um, tie it up nicely. It it makes me feel better about. Zombie Donimo. Yeah. Is that what she was? <laughs> well, now? that's what, she, that's what, that's what she was week, yeah. for a long time, you know? Because, <laughs> well, they, I know they called her Zombie Donimo when some people were doing like the culinary, culinary quest. quest oh, that's right. So I've been thinking her uh, about her as Zombie Donimo for a Throw while. A Phoenix down on that's that. That's right. That's right. I do like that she really, uh, she wanted to make a republic, but she didn't fucking tell anyone barely that she wanted to make a republic and people knew and they were like oh no that that's in the way of my goals and they fucking poisoned her you know if 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 the one guy had had his way she would be dead but while we don't like him you know he 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 got in the way of that plan and made it so she only slept you know it was kind of very sleeping beauty kind of the third fairy hadn't given her wish yet sure Right. So, um, but you know, she, she knows now, man, you know, maybe I should have mentioned any of this shit to Raban. Maybe I should have mentioned any of this stuff to, she basically told you as the warrior of light. And she told the, uh, you know, the other two leaders of the, uh, you know, 
brand companies. Brand companies. Yeah, yeah. So the other leaders. But she, you know, she didn't think about it. And I was I was kind of wondering myself way back, you know, rewind to that point where you saw that cut scene where it was like the slumber party at an animal's house. And <laughs> you're like, oh, was, wait, you're not going to, oh, okay, whatever. You know, and that's kind of how I felt about the whole thing. I'm like, you're not going to maybe tell your most trusted advisor, your most trusted friend that you want to do this. But I don't know. I feel like this story kind of wraps some of that up. And, you know, she knows that she had, you know, some clumsy maneuvering. She knows that, you know, she basically cost Rob on his arm. Mm-hmm. So it, it fixed some of it for me, I think. I also thought that they brought um, Lalarito, you know, because we had him. Yes, he did. He's a douche. Okay, don't get me wrong. He's a little Lalarito. He's, he's there to be loved, to be hated. But he right. saved the day to a certain extent as well. And I really did. They took away a little of the, well, not really, because he still got the, you know, very sinister mustache and the eyebrows <laughs> going. But but they, they did, you know, he, he's not just, he walked in there and he took off his mask. Yeah. Which was a and, big deal, according to the story. Yeah. And that's, that's, yeah, that, you know that he's always given her a fuck you by wearing the mask. And I don't know that it made it. So he was walking in there and that was his way of expressing that he was trying to show her at least a modicum of respect, you know, in that moment while they talk this through. And I thought that was, I don't know. There's, there's some good storytelling in here. Well, there really we also is. Had, we had some foreshadowing, right? We, he's like, I'm going to, when you, you know, he he gave up half of his personal wealth. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, half of his. He's like, and and here here's all the wealth of that scumbag that that was killed. But here's Talegi. yeah, Talegi, you know, you know, fuck him. So he like turned over half of his wealth and all of the other guy's wealth, and he's like, and I suggest perhaps you prepare for war. So in my mind, I I really think they're almost perhaps already even gearing up for maybe even 4.0 are in four are we, we going to head east or I'm sorry are we going to head- I believe for no I think you're right I think 4.0 is going to take us into Alamigo We need to get that shit back that's too much for of sure. a part of the storyline to me and I I have I feel like we need to go there and we need to make it right We need to make an attack on the empire I mean we need to go from the front of Alamigo and then go to the eastern continent work with Doma and then take over from two fronts I can see some big stuff going on through sea through land through air battles it may be time to do a a, to to do a all-out attack on the empire let's let's make it happen I feel like the empire stuff that happened in 3.0 is like hi I'm the new emperor and that's it right so oh they'll be back I, I don't I don't feel like anything about the empire was really explored they're not gone no no they're in oz's law they're hanging out nothing was resolved nothing was resolved yeah exactly that's how i feel nothing was resolved and it should be and you know we have all the refugees the alamigo refugees you know that's half of you know spoilers but that's the fuck's his name that's all the guy who cut off robin's arm is worried about that's his Mm -hmm. whole you know, I I hate him, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what, I I can kind of see where he's coming from, and it doesn't make it right. But 
Oh no, you can understand it without without condoning it. Yeah, yeah, I I condone nothing, but I can kind of see where he feels like Ravan is a traitor to Alamigo because he didn't help make shit right in his mind, you know. And and you can feel that more after reading this story. I think that's an important part because they do talk about Gilbert in here. They talk about his loathing through through Lolorito's speech, explaining what happened. Uh, they they really go into depth talking about each person's point of view and what they were feeling and why they did the things they did. I totally can see Koji Fox, whenever they release this, like when they release 2.55, of course he gives it his all and everything, but he's the lore master. He knows every thought because he is the thoughts of Lolorito and he is the thoughts of Vilbert and he is the thoughts of Nanamo. He's, he's the thoughts of these people, so he knows the depth that he has built these characters. And then when we react to 2.55, because honestly, 2.55 doesn't give the full depth that the story adds to it, and I'm sure more story that Koji wants to add, but can't add because of limitations. He can't put everything into the game. And you know he's just sitting there just like, oh, I want to tell them more. He said this to us before, like, I want to tell more lore, but there's not enough places for me to put it. That's why we have post-Moogles, and that's why we have these little tales and things. This, I really believe, was part of the story always, and Koji just never had a place to put it. They have to do things like this to give us that depth. This isn't retcon. This is really what happened. No, I really think these were the written and discussed plot lines and your character motivations that existed before we ever saw it. This is not, Oh, we, you all cried because the Sultana died. So we brought her back. I don't think that's what happened. No, this is, this is, this sums it up nicely. And it it really does. Like you said, it's not an afterthought. This was not a covering all the bases. This was not a, you know, change later. This, this was, well, working as intended. You know, this is, this is, this is what they were going uh-huh. for. All right. I think we uh, tore that story apart. If you haven't read it, please do. And I'd like to hear your comments on it. Do you think it was a cop-out? Do you think it worked well? Next is the Gather Together. That's us, guys. The Last Days of Summer contest is ending soon. If you're listening to this, <gasps> I know if you're listening to this, you probably have hours to enter Make our contest. Make it happen, guys. And you want to enter because we have lovely prizes. But what we want from you is your favorite summer picture slash screenshot with you in it. You need to tweet it to us at GTFFXIV. You need to use the hashtag, hashtag GTSummer2015. There are three prizes. The first prize will be a 60-day Final Fantasy XIV gift card. The second prize is 10 pots of dye off the Mog Station of the winner's choice. And the third prize is a minion off of the Mog Station uh, winner's choice. Entries must be to us by September 10th. And that is not, not, not 12.01 on the 11th. That's the 10th, guys. And again, the hashtag is GTSummer2015. We've had some good entries. I'm, I'm pretty excited. I've... I keep oh, yeah. looking at these and I'm like, man, how is somebody even gonna gonna pick? Because there's some good stuff here. Well, Kevin from work is okay, ready. Okay. <laughs> He's he he is ready to <laughs> to pick his favorite 
he'll call them like trolls and midgets and things. Uh, well, he, he he doesn't know what what he's working with, but that's fine. We'll convert it, convert it into fourteen speak. It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. can we can translate Kevin. <laughs> we can translate Kevin. I've also prepared um, Yelta's and my mother, so we will call her Mother Sumasu for looking them over as well. She said she'd be she'd be willing to do that for us. So we'll, we'll get some non-biased opinions as to what they think of these pictures. Yeah, so. yeah we're, and, we're not we're not going to pick the first you know metallic green entry we see. <laughs> no. Oh, the other thing, this is our first contest, guys. Go get us some pictures and make it big for us. We, we'd love to give away these prizes to worthy people, but mostly we like to see you guys and see who our listeners are and what you guys are doing in game. That's one of our favorite parts is, you know, finding out what you guys think and what you're doing and show me your swimsuits. I just put together a really nice summer look for my, for my Lalafell with some really weird stuff I hadn't played with before. So I'd like to see what you guys come up with. Very good. All right. It's happy hour. We have uh, some listener questions and or fan mail, I think mostly in the form of tweets this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ruby, you want to take these? Sure. I don't mind. Um, we had some great tweets that came into us to at GTFFXIV. We'll say it again at the end, but if you'd like to tweet us, you can, Tweet us at at GTFFXIV. So we had Luna Vox on Twitter, and she says, just finished my first Gather Together podcast. I loved it, and I'm totally a fan now. And we totally love you for being a fan. It's a good one. I like that. Yeah. So fantastic. An old friend, a friend of ours from the Sequence Break days, David Kupo on Toast on Twitter says, Guys, I didn't think you would, but I'm glad I got to finally listen to a podcast with you guys. Apparently, he lost track of us, and he's glad to listen to us again. And he even gave a shout-out to Kariri and says she is just as awesome as her sister. Oh, we blush. Thanks, Kubo. We can't see it, but we blush. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. And then we also had one, uh, Jordan Kidd. This is our this is our buddy. Jordan Kidd here says, hey, See, uh, uh, hey, another great episode. It makes my work day that much better. Thanks for all your hard work gathered together. And we totally appreciate that. So thank Loving you so it, much. guys. At Robotech Frog on Twitter. So, so that's cool. EPN plus three for the week each? I, yes. I think so, yes. Yes. The EPN is there. All right. So last call. Any shout outs? I, I am less sad I didn't play the game much. <laughs> I have a shout out to the Final Fantasy Portal app. Um, oh my God, I am enjoying it so much. I know this isn't a 14 thing, but I'm going to call it a 14 thing because I just got my um, Hildebrand gold rare Final Fantasy 14 card from the hard level Moogle today. So I'm calling crossover on that. So if you have not played Triple Triad, your life is just not worth living at this point. Um, I already have like 200 cards. It is ridiculous. I have to stop playing it. But with the internet issues I've been having, that's all I've been doing. So, But it's really neat because you could, you know, there's little points in it. You can get some Final Fantasy wallpapers. Um, You can get, you can... Any video, like they have, they had videos from um, stuff put out at PAX. They had videos of, you know, different game trailers for anything in the Final Fantasy franchise you can think of. They have 
um, all the different Final Fantasy related games. Um, they got Tactics and Record Keeper and all the bravest and the the Libre Eorzeas in there for Final Fantasy fourteen. They've got all the old school games two, three, four. Um, for the after years, five, six crystal defenders. They've got all the games in there. So it's, it's really fantastic having all of it in one place. And I just read that 14 is going to have, um, their, the final fantasy 14 characters in record keeper starting oh, soon nice. yeah I so record keeper in ages i might have to yeah i hadn't either and then i saw that in the portal app and i'm like okay i gotta go download it again and i downloaded it again friday so good stuff portal app is a lot of fun go check it out very cool um i got nothing <laughs> i was gonna say Me i either. thought i had something and then it, and it went away so all right closing time you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at GTFFXIV. You can email us at GTFFXIV at gmail.com, and you can email us about pretty much anything you want. Uh, our recordings, no penises, pictures, no naked pictures. No, no, no. no. Um, <laughs> our recordings can be found at SoundCloud, at soundcloud.com slash GTFFXIV. And on iTunes, you can search for Gather Together or GTFFXIV. Uh, personal plugs, I'm going to start with Rubicon. You can find me on Twitter at Rubicon Vale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N. V-A-L-E. I am also now starting up, I know I mentioned it last week, I am going to be doing a Tuesday night stream with my good friends at TXK Hot Sauce. You can find them on Twitter at TXK Hot Sauce. And you can find the Twitch stream on Twitch slash TXK Hot Sauce. Uh, these guys run a multi-game stream Tuesday nights. I'm going 9.30 Central to 11 Central, I believe. Maybe 11.30. We'll see how long I can keep it up tomorrow night. But I'm going to start that tomorrow and hopefully go every Thursday, or sorry, every Tuesday at that time slot. So if you're interested, come uh, come check me be a fail healer or even failer summoner. I was going to say, can I come and do everything wrong as far as these black absolutely we are trying to attract people to play 14 if they watch us play bad enough they will never want to play the game ever so that's totally what we're going to scare people yes absolutely like wow this game looks really bad because these people can't clear a dungeon just kidding it'll be fun come join sounds great I am, as always, on Twitter at KaririSumasu, K-A-R-I-R-I-S-U-M-A-S-U. And you can find me on Twitter at YeltaSumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. All right, everybody, say good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>